This is the Comedy Reject Podcast with your host, Sterling Scott. Welcome. This is a very special edition of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca and sponsored by Scarborough's Finest. This is going to be a crazy episode. I'm just going to get it started. All right. So uh, this is a very special episode. And the reason why is because I am not in Edmonton, Alberta right now. I am in my hometown of Scarborough, Ontario, and I have with me for the first time and probably last time ever, three individuals from my life. I have uh, one of my oldest friends, Justin, my mom, and my sister in the room. And today, yo, guys, we're just going to kick back. But to kick it off, my mom said, bye, I have to have a shot. And so, let's get it in, man, guys. Let's... uh. Yeah. Let's get a toast in. Let's have a shot. I look all one twos. I look all one. Get your glasses in. Hey, Chantal, where's yours? Chantal, where's yours? Hold on. Of course, you're late. But uh, we trying to drink. Hold on, hold on. Actually, that's late to the party. Oh, God. Look at me. All right. So now we're going to... What are we going to... What are we going to... We're drinking Eldorado 12 year brought to you by Justin. Respect that, King. Problem. All right, here we go. Good days, better Cheers. nights. Here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's how the devil wakes up in the morning. All right. <laughs> so, yo, Justin, for everybody who doesn't know, is um, when I went to high school, I always used to tell people, I said, yo, I'm not the funniest person in the school. And I was part of a funny duo. Um, and the funny duo who I honestly believe to this day if this person started stand-up comedy, he would be better than me. And I regard myself right now as one of the top comedians in the country, probably the world. And um, I <laughs> yep. genuinely, I genuinely, all, all jokes aside, I genuinely was so disappointed that you did not pick up the race with me. Because, Justin, you were with me on my very first show. Remember how that happened? Yep. When we were, when, where did we go? Down you want to talk into the mic there? Act like you're a I'm, DJ. I'm, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No, I remember we went down to, I believe it was Yuck Yucks for the first time yes. when that happened. Yes. And, and then we, we drank in we, a bathroom we, stall. Bathroom stall. We drank in the alleyway. We drank on the way there. And then that dude, uh, what's his name? Something Robinson? Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson. He was on stage introducing and getting the place all warmed up. And Sterling and me wouldn't shut up because we started making fun of him. So I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy's going to get mad. So he got mad and he's there like, do you guys think you guys could be funny and tell a joke? So Sterling said, yeah, I could tell a joke. I was very drunk. Extremely drunk. And you went up and you told your joke and everybody laughed. And we, was I was shocked. Right. I was shocked. I was shocked too. I was like, oh my God, what do we do now? But it <laughs> felt good. Like, yo, it was a street joke. The joke was this. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys the joke I told on stage. All right? I was like, yo, I wanted to marry this girl. And so I brought the girl to meet my father. My father took one look at the girl and he said, boy, you can't marry that girl. And I said, why? And he goes, because that, that's your sister, but your mother doesn't know. <laughs> boy, I was so depressed. <laughs> I was so sad. And as I'm walking around the house, sad and moping, my mother noticed something was wrong with me. And she goes, Sterling, what's wrong? I said, Mommy, I can't tell you. She says, Sterling, what's wrong? I said, Mommy, I can't marry the girl I want to be with. And she said, why? And I said, because Daddy said that that's my sister, but you don't know. And my mom started to laugh. She said, boy, go and marry that girl. And I said, why? And she goes, because you is not your father's son, and your father doesn't know. <laughs> 
And that was the street joke I told for my very first, uh, not even, that wasn't my time on stage though. That was, we were trying to win the bottle of wine. Yeah. And we won the bottle of wine. <laughs> yep, yep. I think that was the very first time we ever went to Yuck Yucks. Yes, and we got drunk in, a, in an alley yep. afterwards. And then that's how he goes, are you a comedian? And then I lied because I was drunk. Like, yep. And I go, yeah. And then he goes, good, you're on stage next month. And I looked at you like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we went too far. I remember, you felt really good after that. And oh my god, I bombed so bad. Yep, that happened too. Uh, tell me from your perspective, because you were there. Everybody knows my point of view from that night, but I want you to tell them how did it go down that night from what you saw. Which the night that the you night bombed? I bombed? Yeah, my very first time on stage, the, the bomb night. <laughs> it was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was. <laughs> Because me being a friend, you know what I mean? I'm looking at this guy on stage. I'm like, this guy just poured his whole heart and soul into this. And nobody's saying nothing. Like, somebody say something, but nobody said nothing. And he came off stage, and he looked so sad. Like, he I lost was... his best friend. Like, holy crap, do you want a drink or something? So Bro, we drank our faces off. I've never seen somebody so sad before in my life. But it, it was a lot of pressure, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, uh, I never had done it before. I had lied to them and said I was a comedian. And so I took licks. I took... Yeah. <laughs> you know who was there who really made me feel bad? It was Ronald. Ronald? <laughs> Ro okay, yeah. we, have a, we have another close friend named Ronald. Ronald was waiting for me outside, and his hands were on his hip, and he goes, you know, Scott, oh my God. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I really didn't like yeah. it. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and that's how you know who your friends are. You know what I mean? Because only he, a friend would tell you that you suck. He waited outside for me. He waited yep. outside for me to tell me. <laughs> hey. You know yeah, what you did up there? Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. It kind of sucks. But that was... Yeah, yes, it was. Real. And then another thing that came real is that I was talking about my mom and that street joke, but my mom is a real deal uh, human being that tells stories in my jokes. Like, mommy, um, my mom, mommy, you have to come close. You have to come pull up your chairs. Mm. Chantal, you have to come pull up your chairs. You guys are far. They have no understanding of microphone usage, people, so bear with us as we... Um, talk to talks them right now but guys this is if you've ever seen my set if you are a fan of my comedy whenever you hear me tell stories about my mother the funny thing is that people think i'm lying one of the infamous stories that people love to hear is when mommy came to stop me from getting jumped by the people from 400 at the track and field meet sorry <laughs> It wasn't me. I know it wasn't. Okay. They don't know where you're yeah. from. I'm saying that you were there. It was real. Like, yeah, I was there. And my mom I came. I remember that. Now, in the joke, uh, were you carrying a shovel that day? What were you walking with? I had everything in my truck. Everything I had in my car. You know, I just walk with it. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I'm so short anyway. Everybody just look at me and say, what the hell? Yep. And I didn't care. I was just walking. <laughs> but know? now. And I'm cheering them. You know, yep. I said, watch me. See, that's the part of the joke that people don't believe. They don't believe the fact that you stood in the middle of the field yeah. and you shouted out to the crowd. Who is it? Which one? Which one? So tell them exactly what you said because this is in my joke, okay? This is my mother, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are hearing her say it right now. Yep. Mommy, what did you say to them when you walked onto the field and you couldn't find me, so you walked onto the field in the middle of a track meet and what did you yell out to a crowd? Uh, which one is it, Sterling? I said, Sterling, who is it? Who? <laughs> you know? 
and, and then Miss Lindsay would come behind me too, right? She, both of us are short the same way. One short blackish one, one short red Ms. one. Miss Lindsay, oh, yeah, okay, Ms. Lindsay yeah, was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was there, Holy. and I just get in the middle of the thing. It's probably the I worst stand up two to have down there. Stolen, show me them. Yep. And I guess everybody sort of bowed out, right? Yep. See, I'm telling you guys, I tell this joke on stage every time and people yep. think I'm lying. Nope. You just heard it direct Straight without facts. me catering or pushing my mom into the... I just, just, mommy, tell them what you said. And that's exactly what I said happened. Yo, my mom legit walked into a track and field me and was like, which one of you motherfuckers want this? <laughs> and you guys have to understand how hilarious and gangster that was because I legitimately stood up and I was like, Mommy, I'm right here. <laughs> and then, Mommy, remember, I'm not making this up. When I was walking by and one of the guys tried to tap me and say, You're lucky. <laughs> then what happened? I think, was it Selvan showed up? It was, it was him, but you and... know, I kind of used you, you know, to amplify the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth. Just tell the truth. They don't. My fans like truth. Yep. Mom, no. Now you want to play shy? Don't worry. We're gonna put some El Dorado in your ass, and yep. we'll wake or you the fuck shot. up. We're literally four people sitting at a Where's table drinking El Dorado twelve year rum, and uh, you think you're gonna one. escape? We're only nine minutes in, eh? Mind you, there's gonna be some stories to tell. But now I want to talk about how I have a sister who works at Walmart. Let's call the company that she works at Walmart. Uh, and my sister, uh, who works at Walmart, uh, needed to get off of work. So uh, I'm going to let her take it away. Chance, uh, sorry, um, Giselle. <laughs> for, <laughs> for purposes of trying to keep her employment, I'm not going to say her real name. Giselle, who works at Walmart. Could you tell us how you got off work early today? So uh, I'm not feeling all that well. And talking to the mic, Giselle. I, I, went in, I went into work and I explained to my manager, who's real cool. And I said, you know, my head's hurting me. I'm just on there and I have like allergies now. I'm 35 years old and all of a sudden I get allergies. So I'm allergic to like almost everything. So I'm like, oh, you know, like my belly's hurting me, everything. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, well, you, you let me know when you want to go. And he knows my mom. When my mom shows up, it means it's time to get out. If I don't get out when she's there, that means that I'm gonna—I'm not getting a ride. I'm not getting. If she's—I'm not there when she's there. I'm there when she's gone. So I better have bus fare in my pocket or call that lift. Whatever it is, I—I I, I gotta be there. She's not waiting for me. Although she may be late, do not tell her she's late. She's always on time. You wait half an hour, she's on time. If she's waiting a half an hour for you, she's already in her bed. You better find your way home. So anyway, so he's like, your mom's outside. She, she waiting on you? And I was like, yeah. Hi. So she's like, I went outside and I was like, mom, what's up? She's like, should I tell you how to come home? I was like, oh, okay. She's like, the rabbit's missing. Got to find the rabbit. And I'm like, what do you mean by the rabbit's missing? So we have an actual rabbit. His name is Bon Bon. Okay. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> bon Bon is his name. Tiger Bon Bon. That's what my. You guys named it after Tiger Bon Bon. So you guys have a little bit of Ricky Martin and Chinese muscle rub? Do not judge. Do not judge. My children wanted to. One wanted to name it Bon Bon, and the other one was like, Tiger is a better name. And I was like, well. Well, we know Tiger that bon the bon. one that wanted to name it Tiger is an assassin. 
<laughs> that is my oldest child. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, yes, go so ahead. Tiger Bon Bon. So I went in and I was like, how the hell am I going to spin this to the manager to get out of work now? And I noticed when I went to the bathroom and I came back, he's missing. I was like, what? Who was smoking. where? I was like, I guess he's on a smoke break. And he comes inside. He's like, my dear, why are you still here? Your mom's outside. Go, go. You know, you have to go. I know you're not feeling well. Go. And I was like, what? What did she give you? And he's <laughs> like, I will not tell. She told me not to tell. She said, if I say anything, she's going to call me a liar. And I was like, what? What? Did she give you cane? And he's like, it's in my pocket. Get out of here. Get out of here now. And I'm like, what happened? So I packed up my stuff and I left. And when I went outside, my mom's pointing at me and she's smiling. I'm like, what the hell happened? Went out there and she's like, yeah, I gave him those watermelons. I was like, what watermelons? The candy packs I found. I'm like, the weed candy? (laughs) She's like, yeah. And I told him if he said anything, he's a liar. And I'm like, he never told me. He said it was cane in his pocket. Yeah, I just call him. He was sitting out smoking, right? So I just call him. I say, Tino, come here. Don't say the man's name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his name is Reno. That's what we said. Reno. That's his name. Come here. You say what? I said, I got this for you. But if you say anything, if you say I give it to you, you're lying. You're effing lying. He said, oh, okay. Wow. So for everybody to understand what just happened, my sister got off work early because my mom paid off the manager with drugs. And if you guys think, that that's not going to be a bit later on? It will be. But you guys just heard them tell that story live. And we're not talking about a long time thing. That's how she came home today. <laughs> that's how she came home today. I hope he doesn't listen to this show, okay? No, he doesn't even know about this. Reno, who works at Walmart, he does not know this show. Oh, look, Bun Bun. Bring Bun Bun. Because he okay. Jason doesn't... I don't need to see the, 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 the rabbit, but okay. So they entered the room with a rabbit. Those in Alberta um, get eaten by owls. No, not this one. Oh, yeah, they do. Or coolie people that carry you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would carry him. <laughs> you would so. curry a rabbit. You never had curry rabbit? No. What? Why are you curry? It's not even from the same continents. B, no, it tastes good. No Indian has ever seen a rabbit. <laughs> Yo, they sell rabbits at Highland Farms. Are you serious? Yes. That's where they I do. bought the rabbit. Yeah. Already skinned it. Not like him, but, you know. Same one. Same one. If it got of, to yeah. Highland Farms, yeah. let's just say he'd be on yeah. sale. <laughs> exactly. He'd be on sale. Three ninety nine a pound. Yeah, he should be. He just said I would curry him. <laughs> He's heard that. Yeah. The only thing that scares a rabbit more is a Newfoundlander. Those guys <laughs> eat him faster than macaroni and cheese. It tastes like chicken, to be honest with you. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. Everything tastes like chicken. I don't know if everything tastes like chicken. I well, know rabbit tastes like chicken. Well, I had, um, I, you know, honestly, I've never had a lot of things that taste like chicken. I don't know if people say that. You know what I think it is? They don't season their blood clot food. <laughs> and that's why the sentence came You'll be off. surprised how many people don't. Did you, did or you wash your meat. I, I saw Stalin came in yesterday, right? Mm. The first time since this virus business. Stalin come in with a wrap around his head. And all this long beard, I said, my God, what? I took you for a Muslim for a moment there. <laughs> and then I said, you know what? I remember, you're not a Muslim, right? Because yeah. Muslim don't eat. <laughs> pork or pussy? Which is what you're Both. talking about. <laughs> I, I know pork's definitely not allowed, but no, I, I mean, what happens behind closed doors is whatever. Yeah, yeah. Remember when we couldn't eat pussy? Holy, yeah. that was weird. Yep. So for all you guys who don't understand, because I have a lot of white listeners... 
Back in the days, uh, in the 90s, the year was 1996. <laughs> and Beanie Man came up with a song, and it was like, This girl walking in my life with a crazy martial love that she found. Yep. I know she's freaky, freaky, but no girl can take me stride. Tell her Moses, because all the other girls have been around. I never once go on down, and I keep on standing up and stay from off that ground. I want to hear some gunshots in the air. No girl never sitting on your face like chair. You have to find yourself another guy. Now, okay, so now that was an anthem, okay? You see how I remember that from 1996, but I don't know what I was doing yesterday night? <laughs> I have weird things that I remember, but so in the in the times, yo, a lie we tell. If you known for yamming pom pom, which for my white over, listeners man. that means that you um, yam crotches, yam pom pom means that you um, you eat vagina. So, <laughs> <laughs> yo, and you know what the funny thing is? Could you imagine yo eating pussy was bad? Those kids today are licking ass. Yep. Like what is going on? <laughs> ass eating. That's a ah. thing now. That's a category yeah, on Pornhub. Yeah. I can't understand how, first Beaten off, ass. yo, now you see, with Pum Pum, I can understand how you mess up. Because, yo, eventually something in you says, I want to see it. Mm. And like any nipple, you want to taste it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time, yo, do you remember... Uh, Ah, oh, she's not listening. Who cares? Yo, <laughs> you remember Yasmin. That's who it was. Yasmin. I was 20 years old before the was first time. Was that the time. one all the way out in... Um, yes. Far away. Like you pay me to drop you Yes. There? I used to pay you to drop there. So, like... I made a yo, lot of the, money off of you. Yo, remember the time when you and Andrea came by, and then uh, we were banging in the basement, and then you, uh, I was 20 years old, by the way, mommy. Um, I was 20 when I was having sex, so I wasn't young, all right? I was a late bloomer. All right. Yo, one time you yeah. cussed me. So, yo, I was fell asleep. And one time you cussed me thinking I was having sex. And you were like, tell that nutty girl to come on the basement. And I'm like, what? I, I was watching a video. But anyways, yeah, it was her. That was the uh, the inaugural descent is what I call it. The one that sat in your face like a chair. Uh, you know, you're a licky buck. <laughs> That was oh when uh, that was the inaugural uh, vagina slip, and uh, yeah. I never thought about no bum. Look, I'll be honest with you guys. I do not eat bum. I never will eat bum, and I don't want no one to eat my bum. <laughs> Justin, you look like you had to think about that for a second. Yo, no, you, no, you looked into the it. distance, and you're like, I'm just there, like, well, I I don't care. <laughs> Justin. I'd probably let somebody eat my bum because it's uh, not me doing the eating. But it's so awkward. You have to sit like the positioning. Yeah, might be a little awkward. I gotta, yes, I gotta do that. Whether... I gotta do happy baby in yeah, a yoga pose. You gotta try to grab your ankles or Dog. Like, you don't know what's. You have you never up. been in this position and not you not let off a poop? <laughs> nope. I can't respect you if I poop in your face. <laughs> and a speckle. Yep. What if you have a freckle you didn't have before? <laughs> I can't respect you in the morning. You're an idiot. I'm serious. I can't do it, yo. I can't do it. That's not my thing. Mm. And yes, everybody who's listening, is his mother sitting beside him? Yes. And she's very proud of me right now because she's like, well, he doesn't need ass. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks like she's about and to take a drink. drink from your glass, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see that, people? 
My yep. own mother, my old mother said, if I eat ass, you'll never drink from my glass. It wasn't meant to rhyme, but it happened at the right time. You yep. see what I did there? You see what yeah, I did yeah, I see there? What you did there a oh bit. my goodness. I know you're not terrible, but we've had our we've had our wild times, man. It's hard to believe though that Justin, how come you didn't become a stand-up comedian, bro? I, I, you were I, I, genuinely I, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. And you, I'm very confident in my skills as a stand-up comedian. And you're the only person who I will openly say, if you were to have started comedy, even if you were to start comedy today, I would give it five years before you're top of the line. I don't What is you're afraid of? Standing in front of people. But you... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand how crazy this is for me. Let me explain to you a real, real-life version of Justin. Every morning when we were in high school... This man would walk into the cafeteria. There is literally 65 to 75 people lined up at tables. And he'd walk in with his bag, slam his bag down and go, bye. Let me tell you about my day. (laughs) It's 745 in the morning. How did your day day, already start? It was rough. And he would just tell you how he got from home to school. (laughs) And that story would blow us away. And the funniest thing I ever heard in my life, just girl yelled at Justin and he goes, fine. You smell like shit anyways. (laughs) That actually happened. Hey, tell a story better. You tell it better than me because that's a real story. That actually happened that same track meet. Yes, it was at a track meet. That happened. That was at that that track meet where your mom had to come down. Oh, was that that one? It was the only track meet I was at that you were well, at. What did you do? Never Tell everybody it. how you, your track career was. <laughs> Tell them about the time when you went. <laughs> Tell them your track career. Sterling told me join the track and field team so we could go pick up girls. So I'm in grade eight. What was it? probably grade ten? Grade ten. 11 grade or ten so. is when you did it. And I was there like, all right, well, fuck. If that works, might as well. Let's go pick up some <laughs> girls at the track meet. I'm there like Scott. I can't run though. So what am I going to do? He's there like, well, you could do field events. I'm there like, <laughs> what field events am I possibly going to do? So I ended up doing javelin, <laughs> javelin, shot put, and, and discus. <laughs> I threw the discus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we didn't even have these equipment at our own school. <laughs> Holy. And Mr. Foster used to train us. Yes. To do, and he would run and fart, throw his javelin, and it would be like, oh, fuck, man, this is this messed up. So we went to the track meet now, and I don't even know what happened. I just remember us sitting on the hill, and Kellyanne was there, and whoever else was there, and... uh I said something to the girl, and she said something back to me. I'm like, sorry. Smell like shit anyway. (laughs) But I didn't think she heard that part, but Everybody heard you, bro. She did. My whispering game ain't that. Yo, when I mean... (laughs) Okay, so let me explain the backstory of why this is so funny. This girl was obsessed with this cologne. And this cologne was the most disgusting smelling thing we've ever had in our life. It was real. And all of us, everybody in the group... New, and we're running track, so when she would run by, we'd be like, what a pussy wow. is that smell? Yep. Right? She was like Pepe Le Pew in real life. <laughs> okay? And so nobody ever said it out loud. None of us even talked about it to each other. We just all had this one understanding in our head, that, and she was spraying it. And she yelled at Justin, and Justin goes, I'm sorry. You smell like shit anyways. And everyone heard it. And the whole, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, athletes, coaches, people went to their knees crying, laughing. And she goes, what did you say? And we go, you know what he said. <laughs> Justin's the only man I known that went to a shot put meet to compete. And he threw the shot put and the judge goes, now you hold the tape from now on. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. The man that said, was bad. After his yeah. first throw, the judge was like, "Yeah, no, you don't. No, you don't need." And to do I that really no more. thought I had it in the bag, you know, because I rolled up there, and all these guys were little, small Filipino kids, and I'm there like, "There's no fucking way you're throwing this six pound ball past me because you're only two feet tall." So Yo. one of the guys threw it. I'm like, holy shit, that little Filipino threw that pretty far. And then another guy went up. He did okay. I went up, and the ball probably fell from here to the end of that table. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the judge walks up. These are like, uh, you might want to hold the tape measure. <laughs> they like to measure mine. He's like, no, you're going to measure for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that really happened. It's sucked because i'm standing there and i was confused as hell i'm like why am i measuring i had never really caught on that i suck you know when i you know what the funny thing is i was doing warm-up laps and you were holding the tape and you go scott they have me holding the tape (laughs) and i'm trying to get in my mind to get ready for this big race and this guy's yelling at me from across the field scott they made me hold the tape. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I didn't know I was holding the tape. Why That's am I holding happened. the tape? And I'm trying not. Yo, this is TDCAA championships, yep. okay? This is a very big race for me. And I'm in tears <laughs> as this guy is yelling at me. He goes, look, the mans are throwing the ball, but I'm holding the tape. <laughs> yep. How am I in the competition, Scott? That's and I'm I trying was... not to die laughing. <laughs> As I'm preparing for my race, and I'm like, shut up, man. And then he did javelin. Javelin and here's the was worst even part worse. about javelin. Everybody puts their javelins in the ground. These some people are very serious about javelin. I, and they put professional javels in the ground. And Justin yep. goes, We want that javelin. Yep, Justin, exactly what happened what when happened. you went and touched those javelins? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was wrong when I showed up there without my own javelin. And everybody else had theirs. So they're like, oh shit. I'm going to have to find a javelin to use for my javelin event. See, now I did not succeed in the shot put. So they're like, all right, let me do this javelin now. So I went, I picked up a javelin, looked like any other javelin that was there to me. And I threw it. It somersaulted a couple of times. It landed backwards into the ground. And then it did one of those cricks, cricks. And it wasn't straight anymore. And I think that's when that announcement went over the PA. So what Justin picked up was an Olympic javelin that was meant for a senior person who was in who was trying out yeah. for the Olympics and Justin took his custom javelin yeah, yeah, yeah. threw it and it hit the ground so bad it broke. Yep, I, 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 I they stopped the track good. meet to say, "Listen, don't touch no javelin." <laughs> they literally came yeah. up the announcers like, "Yo, Okay, if it's not your javelin and you're not at that skill level, please don't touch the javelins. And Justin's looking at me like, God, I think they touched it to me, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scott's running around the track, so I can't even yell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, that was Who so did funny. I, talk to about this? I couldn't Jeez. believe you did that for real, yeah, bro. They you were broke, pretty mad about you that. You broke a real. They didn't even <laughs> let me measure for that <laughs> event. <either. laughs> Like, they would have told you to catch it. Go yeah, catch yeah, the javelin, yeah. you idiot. You know what? You're not even allowed to measure but anymore. These are real. 
Well, my sister was also uh, actually Chantal. You were you had a TDCWA championship before I did. Actually, weren't you on the relay team that yeah. was lit? It's probably because she was faster than you. No, I was one of the fastest <laughs> in the country. Don't you guys ever say that? <laughs> I own records. Okay. Talk to the microphone, please. Please, please talk in the mic. I I did have um, a bit a bit of a nice track career. Um, I for coming out of Saint Boniface, which was a <laughs> terrible, terrible. We trained ourselves. Yeah. But we always went to York, and we were good. I was proud of myself. I was like, yeah, man. I'm going to go to Vanier. I'm going to greatest. Yeah, I walked into the school. I told Marcioni. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're a Scot. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to be my own legend. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going on the wall. Don't All right, Will Scott. Smith over here. Yeah. I am legend over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember the first day I walked into Vanier, and it was, it was Justin, Ferdy, I think it was Kiefer. You guys were all standing in the hallway the first day of like school, and we're all getting lined up. And it's like... That has to be Scott. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never met these guys, never. And they're like, you have to be the Scott. And I'm like, like but you don't look like a Scott. <laughs> what do you mean? And you look I exactly was, like me. I, I, was, I, was, I was all, I was tucked in. I had on my Stacey Adams. And everybody's like, nah. no. I, I even got the religion award. They're like, Scots don't, Scots don't get awards. Yo, we get, <laughs> like, we get in trouble. <laughs> Yes, I was on an academic, you know, I had a For little... religion? Yeah. So you could tell me about magical people in the sky. All right. I, I did what the people told me to do, mm-hmm. okay? And I, uh, I got an award for it. Didn't you get some medals at OFSA, too? You have yeah, OFSA medals. I, no, no, no. I don't have an OFSA medal. Oh, okay. I, um, but I went to I did TDCAA. I was proud of myself. TDCAA Didn't champion. you guys get disqualified? Uh, at Arsa. Ma- at Masterson at Metro's, you got disqualified, and that's why you didn't go to the finals. Yeah, Masterson no. was the one. Wasn't that you weren't on that team? No. <clears throat> I never got disqualified for... Uh, okay, no. It was a different... That was a different year. That was a different grade year. grade nine, when I walked in, I was proud because um, I know that you were... Grade 11 Kind of talking to Alicia or whoever her name is. Mm-hmm. And she was on the track team, and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so I'm coming in, and I'm going to take your place. <laughs> because I think she was running like 13 seconds, and I'm like, boom. Yeah. I just took your spot. <laughs> and then it was, so it was me, Alicia, Nika, and um, Cassandra on that team. Oh, we, we yes. smashed the record. And I had Mary Ward trying to catch up to that. We were in our senior year, and Mary Ward was still trying to beat it with their double midget team. And I'm yeah, like, they cheated. I'm like, in You're my cheating, opinion, they cheated. They, they were still, using they, no, they, they, they were using double it. midgets. They no, never but they broke were using it. double midgets. For everybody who doesn't understand, double midgets means that if you're in grade ten and you're great, no, <laughs> if we're talking about double midget twice a show. You're talking about your dick. Um, we're talking about <laughs> no, um, a double midget is when you're in grade 10, but you can compete against grade 9s. And if you're in grade 12, you can p- compete against a grade 11 if you're born after September 25th or some shit. Some sort of date. Some Whatever. date like that. So basically, the problem with that is that people in grade ni- High school training for track compared to elementary school training for track, elementary school training for track is you show up in whatever you're wearing and you run. Literally. And if the person that comes first they go well you're going to get a day off of school and that's the end of it track and field in high school was a six month uh five day a week intensive training program followed by summertime training so by the time you came into september you already knew what you had to be doing to get ready for april so if you have a grade 10 person (laughs) running against a grade nine 
They have so much more experience, muscle, everything. And they used those grade 10 athletes to compete against grade 9 athletes and say that they have the record. I call that cheating. I, I know in elementary school, I used to wear this. I took their, I took Sterling's shirt. He had like this big red shirt with a hood on it. If you run track, you know that A, a little person wearing a big shirt, that's so much resistance. <laughs> so I was like, why are you wearing that? But I remember I had the shirt on. They had me on the second leg, and I'm running. And all they could see is this little child running and this red shirt flapping in the wind. And I'm here like, yeah, I'm eating. I'm eating. I'm eating because I'm beating people. I'm like, yeah. So when I go into high school, I'm going to do the same. My stance was wrong. I had yeah. to come out of blocks. I was like, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, you ran I'm too long-legged. Sp- I'm running in spikes, and I'm like, why are we wearing spikes on our feet to keep yeah. us into the ground? I'm not flying yet. What is going on here? So, like, for me, this was, like, amazing. I'm on a track team. I'm like, you're in grade 10, and I just ate your food, and you think you're hot stuff. You are just the sub. And eventually, she was no longer the sub. She was no longer the sub. And for me, I felt power because I was like, yo, she was mean. Like, she was a pretty girl who was mean. And I'm like, why are you so mean? And and I was like, yo, I don't understand this. So when I could beat you in track and then take your spot on the basketball team, and that means you're no longer relevant somewhere. Like, it's like, hey, you can be mean all you want. (laughs) Say what you want, but you're no good at sports. So just move. So now we just, you you, you know, we just figured out uh, Chantel had vendettas. (laughs) Just a little bit. You know how deep that has to be that this was 25 years ago and she's like, yo, remember that bitch? (laughs) But it's funny. No, listen. So like growing up in Vanier, it's like you needed to get a tough skin. If you didn't have have a tough skin, it was like you were just going to be eaten. So the first day when I walked into the school and everybody was like, yo, everybody's getting initiated. I'm like, not me. They were like, it doesn't matter. Everybody gets in it. I said, do you know who I am? (laughs) All right. What did you just bring out? Tequila. All right. My mom just brought out. Just in case you guys thought that we're not drinkers, a bottle of Eldorado rum. We're 33 minutes in, and it's finished, okay? There's four of us, all right? And my mom, not thinking about anybody's life, said, you know what we need to do? Tequila. And guess what? I'm drinking fucking tequila, bro. <laughs> so anyway, Chantel, back to your story as we now pour out shots of tequila. So I, I realized quickly that I had to claim my status. My brothers were bullies, and I nobody, was not a bully. Well, not a bully. I was a but, mental assassin. Oh, <laughs> So ba- let's put it this broke way. Down. If my brother was in the lunchroom and they're all making jokes, I was that one who was like, oh, y'all are going to go eat lunch in there? I'm going to the library because I know exactly what's going to happen. The moment you walk in there, hey, look at that girl. She's so fat. And then a whole bunch of jokes just go on. And you're like, what is going on here? I did nothing to nobody. I'm just trying to be a person. Okay, now let me so. give a side note on that. Uh, <laughs> let me interrupt there. Now, you have to understand, I was not a comedian, nor did I care to be a comedian in high school. But what I did was I was kind of, I did it for the entertainment. I would pick one person every day, one new person, and I would spend the rest of the day destroying their lives. And I would do that by making fun of anything they did wrong. And that's what she's talking about right there. You know who my favorite was? Courtney. 
No, I felt bad. I ruined Courtney's life. I ru- I effectively it got so I made fun of a person so bad it became popular to make fun of them. And I felt bad about it, so I started picking on the popular people because that was more fun. I would start picking oh, on like the good-looking the, girls. The battle between you and Tanya was hilarious. That Tanya, is true. Tanya is a hard hitter. Tanya would have been a phenomenal. Yo, me, like, you, and Tanya would have took over Canada. I remember Tanya when was Tanya so used funny. to say, she like, you were like, Tanya, your forehead is so big, and it come with a comeback. And she's like, Sterling, you look like you ate rocks. I was like, ooh. Yo, Tanya's comment. <laughs> let me tell you how deep that comment touched me tanya said to me my teeth are so fucked up it looks like i chew rocks for lunch (laughs) guys i'm 38 years old and i'm wearing currently braces because that comment stuck in my fucking soul to the point that i'm 37 years old and i go it looks like i chew rocks (laughs) like tanya was tanya was that powerful with her insults so uh tanya if you're listening and i know you probably are not (laughs) But, yo, if you go back in time and you hear this episode, yo, shout out Tanya Domez, yo. You were a gangsta back in the days, yo. You were funny as fuck. Go ahead, Chantel. So I learned quickly that I needed to basically say who I am and just let people know, don't touch me. Because although my brothers were like, they would make fun or whatever, touch their little sister and you will. You will feel it. Because let them come home and I say... Mommy, mommy's drilling. Let's watch me get beat up. Uh huh. That little five five woman would done come and beat the good lord. So you guys are so you're saying you're acknowledging that the name Scott carried weight when you yes. were in high school. Oh, it carried, you see it, people. It carried weight in I've elementary popular. school. I used to terrorize people. I knew he was with grade eight girls, and I'm in grade six, and they're standing against the wall, and they're like, "Oh, you can't do anything to me." And I remember you. Okay, so you guys are not girls, so you wouldn't know. But there used to be this hair tie, and it had um, uh, like a, a wire in it. So when you take it out, if you do this, it would go straight. Like if you flick it, it would go straight. So I walked up to it was Nana, and I took it out of my hair, and I went, say something. And she was like, Are you saying that you pulled out a hair clip on a chick in grade so, six? Um, what the? They were, they were trying a to say, clip? They were trying to say they're not afraid of me. So I was like, you know, I had it. I wouldn't be afraid of you if you pulled out a hair clip. It wasn't a clip. It was like. Why um, did you pull out your house key or something? No, I I didn't have a house key. Oh my god! I wasn't old enough for a house key. Sterling had the house key. Sterling used to listen. If we if we go back and talk about anything about elementary school, the hate that Sterling used to put in our sandwiches, I was like, listen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) I made you guys. So let me, let me, let me tell you, so, so mommy, so mommy mommy used to go to like this cash and carry place. So you buy like bulk stuff. Yeah. 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 And my mom bought bulk mustard. And I said, mommy, I don't like the way that mustard tastes. She goes, you're going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to eat it until it's finished. You're going to eat it until it's finished. Okay. And I was like, this doesn't taste nice. So we used to, my mom used to make bread. So when she made this bread, Sterling used to cut the thickest piece of bread he could cut because there was so much hate. Sterling, because my older brother and older sister, they're in, they're in, they're in high school, and Sterling is responsible for us now. I think we're three years apart. Right, so Sterling had to make our sandwiches, and he would make our sandwiches for me and Chanel. Right, so he cut that sandwich. 
paste that mustard <laughs> on it and then put cheese, like the, the cheese whiz, like that cheese whiz <gasps> kind of cheese oh, in God, there. Geez. And then had the nerve to slap a little pepper in it no when he was feeling. Way. Okay? That's when he was in the mood. The bread was so thick, it couldn't even fit in the it sandwich bags. Okay? He couldn't fit in the sandwich. He used to Hold wrap on, it So what in- would you do? Like grab a loaf and cut it in half? No. And then put all this no. in it? He would, just, he would just, or what he would do is put it in foil paper. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So you're telling oh me gosh. that this said I was so angry was with like this. was like a double Texas toast slice of bread and- with nasty mustard and cheese whiz? And pepper. And pepper. Right, and then if we Why had, bo- if, we had if we had, if we had, am bologna, I not my sister's keeper? <laughs> if we, if we had bologna, he would put a piece of bologna in it. We were lucky. We were like so, so I used to. The sanctuary is so bad. I used to. I made a deal with my with my daycare people, and I was like, because we used to go to daycare. But once you're in a yeah. certain, so I said, hey, give me your sandwich. The sandwich now is terrible, mm-hmm. and it has like. <laughs> carrots and celery on the bread and it's like this so it's only it's peanut butter and jelly and the bread is is like it's not toasted so it's like it's yeah it's, everything is Tasty. all sucked into it so yeah. i'm like i'd rather eat this than this hateful sandwich that he made Why and mommy so would just angry? be like Yo, he would like he would cry <laughs> while making it cry and mommy would be like just make it not just get anything i was so shame to pull in my that disclaimer out, okay? i don't feed it to the seagulls you know how the seagulls are they, they eat their oh god eat every damn thing in my in my disclaimer okay i was making their sandwiches when i was in grade four okay Mommy, I'm not talking about you right now. This I is about me. I'm not in charge, Mommy. There was Salvin and Shellyan. No, you got twenty dollars every week. That's a lie. How much did you get? So that when I was in high school, Chantal, I never I got in, no damn money per week. Tell me the truth. What'd you get? Uh, in high school, I got twenty dollars, Mommy, yes. a week. You never gave me nothing. And I had Mommy. this. How we bought our bus tickets. <laughs> And I give you bus tickets on $20. And then that's it. We, so we had $20. And after buying our bus tickets, we would have $7 left. But in elementary school... You you, um, Thank you. Exactly. Let me show you the lie. Let me show you the lie. Justin, tell we me what We got bus, bus tickets, tickets from the school. Thank you. We I, never bought never, no bus tickets. I never got bus tickets. So we used to split them and sell them. Okay, so remember, when I came to school... Mr. Satino left. Mr. And Mummy is the one who... We're old, eh? Those people mommy are dead. The, mommy is the one who basically kicked down the door and called Mr. Satino a racist. And then he ended up like, okay, Miss Scott. So let me give you guys a quick... Because we're going into... My sister, myself, and Justin all went to the same school at the same time. So let me give you guys a quick understanding of what we're talking about. When you went to school... Uh, if you said that you were underprivileged, they would give you free bus tickets. And so me and Justin, we used to get free bus tickets from the school, and then we would split them in half, put a penny behind it, and sell those bus tickets to people on the street for money. That's how we got our income. We would all, and when we couldn't do that, we started cutting pennies. When you guys hear, when you see any any train station, any train station. That's because of us. I literally had to learn how to cut a penny with a pair of scissors, and I could do it to this day to perfection. So that's what my sister's talking about when she's talking about the bus tickets. With that being said, back to my sister. So what did you do with your 
So I don't know what he did. Get no twenty dollars, so mommy. I, so when $20, no, but Justin, you know I had no twenty dollars. So I, in all fairness, okay, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a side step. So Sterling was a weird child. Okay. Fuck you. So, <laughs> sir, no, no, no. Listen, listen. So, so no. He chose to go in the basement after Sterling. Listen, after he after he fought with Solvin because he used to take birds from off of the road and then put them under his bed. Lies. Died That's under a lie. His mattress. That's not true. Solvin was not like, true. get out. None of that is true. All that is lies. The reason why the fight happened between me and Salvin is because Salvin was an official bully. Salvin told me, you're not allowed in the bedroom unless you're sleeping or changing. And then when I was in the bedroom, he used to make me sleep facing the wall because he used to watch porn. And he wouldn't let me watch the porn with him. And so he'd be like, and he would check. He put the mirror in front of my bed so that he could look in the mirror and see if I ever turned over. Then I put up my Michael Jordan purse poster, which I got for my 15th birthday, and Salvin tore it down because he said, I don't know if that'll tear the wall up with tape. And he tore it down, and it was my favorite Michael Jordan poster. So yeah, we got into a fight. Jumping over the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> and so I... So when that happened, I got into an argument with him. Mommy said, well, bye. And then I just was, screw it. And I went to the basement. That's why I got retired to the basement. I never killed no birds. I had 18 birds. They killed each other. No, no, no. Okay. question and I still have the shoot. You can ask. I found the shoot. Okay. With a million stabs in it. What happened to How did that happen? I still have it. That's not me. It is you. What? How is it me? You are still in Selvana. I showed it to you, didn't I? Okay. A silk shirt. So, so, a cream I just, I just, I, as we're talking about, <laughs> I was like hundred stab thousand joke, but no, I've I've never been stabbed, mommy, and I never stabbed no, 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 nobody. The shirt, it was still in Salvin shirt, and I think you just destroyed it. No, I never did that. I never destroyed Salvin's clothes. I never did that. No, let me tell you the kind of kid Sterling was. Sterling had a barrel full of Ninja Turtles. Yes, I did. And um, so yes, he used to have like this care. little That's play true. date downstairs with his Ninja Turtles. So one time I was like walking downstairs. You know, play and date usually consists of another kid, right? No, there's no need. Listen, my mother raised us to have no friends. So she was like, "Yes, my mother was like, my mother was like, listen, there's five of you. You don't need friends." So Sterling <laughs> used to, <laughs> Sterling used to go downstairs and he would like play with his Ninja Turtles and he like have his little, <laughs> yes. like that's the noise you're hearing. <laughs> Do you guys see why I'm <laughs> fucked up now? Are you guys seeing so, why I'm a so fucked up time, individual? One time I walked okay. down in the basement because I'm like, what the hell's going on? And he's like, get out of here. And I was like, oh my God. You were interrupting my play date. <laughs> and he's like sitting in his underwear, just like. <laughs> Not much has changed. I still like being naked. <laughs> so whatever. Anyway, so that's that's oh why Sterling. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I had to put that Sterling in. Sterling went, because that was But by the funny. way, the, the bird story was a lie. <laughs> No, it wasn't. I never we found a, a dead bird, bird under your pillow. Not, I'm not talking about the birds that we acquired. And it was like Mr. Rodolfo who gave us the lovebirds who ended up killing each other. Which yeah, was, they did. They murdered each terrible. other. Terrible. Like what, the one lovebird killed the other lovebird and then cried over it and, and died. Died of depression. Died of depression. Died in my yeah. hands. Yeah, the lovebird yeah. murdered the other lovebird and then was so depressed about it, died after. Oh. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't drink water or anything. Yeah. And it wouldn't, and we it just trying, sat there. It was yeah. waiting. It, it killed itself. It wouldn't eat. It wouldn't drink. If you try it, you would hold it and it'd just be like, I'm waiting to die. And then it just died in my hands. What? Yeah. Lovebirds are. So it was a emotional. murder suicide. Lovebirds are like <laughs> Newfoundlanders. They're super emotional. <laughs> They're like a guy in East Man. Yeah. Boy, I go kill you, scunt. And then he kills you. He goes, Bye, I make me kill you. <laughs> 
Did you ever tell Sterling about the, the, the rat? That what? The snake to eat? What? <laughs> so, Salvin has these new snakes, and we are taking care these of them. Jesus yes. Christ. All of them died. Guys, we don't even have enough time to explain my old snake story about my brother that we're moving into the new snake story. Do you guys see how fucked up it is in this house and why I am the way I am? I'm not the funniest well, in my we family. Had a, we had a series of... We were, this should have we been called... My sister's we, podcast. How are we living? How are we living in the ghetto and have uh, an Asian water monitor, which is yeah, the second largest serious. lizard in the world? Yeah, and it was. we used to walk it down the down the block. We we're like, forget a pit bull. Let's yeah. walk this lizard down there. And then it escaped and hid in the heater. <laughs> no, it was underneath oh, yeah. the buffet. It was underneath the get the big kitchen table. And Salvin comes into the bedroom and he goes, "Hey, Sterling, I need your help." And I go, "What?" He goes, "I need you to take my triple goose jacket." And jump on top of this lizard. And I said, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, it's under the heater. Now, the radiator. You guys ever go into an apartment and see the radiators? There was a fucking five-foot lizard in that radiator. And my brother goes to me when I'm 15 years old. Hey, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to scare it. And it's going to come running at you. And I want you to open this jacket. And I want you to catch it. Not a year, but he caught it. But you know why I had that strength? Because mommy... Locked me in a closet, in her walk-in closet, with a shoe, and made me kill mice. She closed the door behind me and gave me a shoe. Mommy, am I lying? No, because I was there. And I was... Okay! It was, it was funny. Because we were... Because they were eating. So my mom is a... She's a... A lunatic. She's a, she's a special... She had a, she had a chest that was full of things where it's like, today's your birthday? Let me open the magic yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday! <clears throat> Today's Christmas? Oh, gift for you, gift yeah. for you. And I'm like, what the hell? Why do you have all these things in your chest? So my mom has a, has a um, what is it called? A, what is it? A, a fur, what is it? A silver fox fur jacket? Oh yes, it a was. A whole bunch of, a whole, yes, silver. Yeah. I used to walk with that. I'm like, mm, forget, forget about not killing animals. This is soft. But um, no, I'm I'm all for not killing animals for fur. But Fuck that! I'll we wear still, it. We still have that fur coat. <laughs> we hide it away. But anyway, so she was like Sterling. You had to get in there, you know. You had to get in there. These rats are eating the towels and literally eating through. You had wedding towels in there. She's like, "That's a towel your father gave me for." He went it. They ate through the whole thing and made a what? nest. So yeah. mommy yeah. was like, "Sterling, get in there." So Sterling's like, "Mommy." Mommy, she's like, just, just beat them now. She gave me a fucking shoe into a walk-in closet and closed the doors and just get in there. Get in there. And all, all you're hearing is, ah! ah! You're like, oh, did you I, get it? Did you get it, Sterling? Did you get it? I probably would not hang out with you. You do know this, right? If I knew this before grade nine, why? B, I don't know. We probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> Everybody was in the house. Everybody. Everybody. Mommy used to feed the block, like just Yo. go and buy cookies yeah. from the cookie. Are you factory. guys realizing? When you guys talk, when you guys see me now, and you guys, yo, this podcast, people are gonna hug me and be like, "It's okay, Sterling." Yo, I killed six mice with a shoe. In a locked closet. If you guys want to know what it's like to be killed or be killed, yo, I, you know that fight or flight? Some of you people would run. I will never run 
from nothing anymore because I sat down as six mice jumped at me and I'm like, huh, dodge it. And it goes, me or you? And I murdered a mouse and then looked at the other five like, I'm not allowed to leave (laughs) until the job is done. (laughs) So if you guys want to understand me, understand that I don't fuck around. Negotiator in this thing, like, hey, mice, no, look, look. Listen, let me cut a deal. Stop eating up the lady, tell them now. Because if you don't, like, I'll kill you and I don't want to come back in here. And you know, that's what I would have done. And then I would have told your mom, knocked on the door, let my dear all dead. And then, you know, do that. I she would want to see the proof. You know what I mean? Where's the you know, proof? You know what made me really want to kill them? I found that they ate through two white chocolate rabbits. And I knew Easter was next week. And I was like, that's my chocolate rabbit. And I knew that they ate it. And so I was like, yo, you guys got to go. You ate my white chocolate rabbit. So anyways, that's a true story that, you see, my, I don't even put this in my jokes. None of this is my material. So this and is, you guys are hearing it. Anyways, so back was, to you, Chantel. What I, what I was going to tell you is, so in all fairness, sometimes we didn't do Sterling right. And, um, <laughs> I used to tell him that he was a troll that lived in the basement. So because he was I'm, I'm not going to lie. So Sterling, I used to feel really bad, you know, because my mom would be like, I can't go to Sterling's track meet. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go. Sterling's always saying nobody comes to his track meets. Nobody supports him. So I'm like, you know, I used to go to that long one and a half hour bus ride or two hour bus ride to Roy York to go to Etobicoke. Etobicoke Station. Sit in the damn cold. And I'm like, I see why nobody comes. So when I went and then everybody would like pitch a tent, Sterling was like, you see this shit? And I'm like, well, you, you know. guys, let, let me let, <laughs> let me explain this to you guys who are listening. What my sister just said, I was ranked in the top in the country and nobody came to my track meets. And my sister showed up and people bought tents so they could sit on the hill and watch her run instead and wonder why. I'm like, nobody loves me. <laughs> she was never faster than me. I wasn't, I I wasn't fast. I broke records in Vanier history that stood to this day. That don't mean shit. I set records in Vanier's history. Because they ended shot put after you threw the first one. <laughs> they had to bring that report back to the school principal, and the principal goes, that's what he did? We're canceling shot put. Justin effectively canceled Javelin in Vanier. After he finished in grade 10, what? Javelin was canceled in our high school. You canceled it. You set the record for the only person to start a sport and end it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yo. We're going to leave that. Okay, <laughs> Chantal. Chantal, so finish I, your story and let's wrap up because, yo, I told everybody this is a 30-minute episode. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm 53 minutes in, dying oh. of laughter. So Chantal, tell okay, your story. So, Let's put a bow on this so bitch. So we're going we're gonna to put a bow on this one. All right. So I have to admit, so my mom would cook food. Now when mommy cooks. Oh, you fuckers. I know the story. Cooks, when mommy cooks, it's like, this is the pot. If you finish it, find something else to eat. A pack of noodles you're going to eat. Mr. Noodles was our best friend, and we learned how to spice it up. Yeah, he made me so, Mr. Noodles one time yeah. too, right, because you had to make you had to make that last. You put yep. potato in it, dumpling, carrots, all kind of thing, yep. and it's just supposed to be noodles, noodles. with the sauce. Yep. All right, so mommy would cook. Mommy would cook rice and peas, whatever, and share out everything for everybody. And what was left? So if mommy made that pot and there wasn't enough, so it was shared out, and Sterling would have it there. Yeah. My hungry ass was like. Hmm. Sterling, Sterling, come get your food. I'm not hungry yet. 
I'm like, so you're not hungry. So what I would do is like, I would go and I would snitch a little piece of his food, not knowing that everybody else in the in the house had the same idea that I had. So somebody else would come snitch a piece, and somebody else would come snitch. Somebody take a piece of leg. Well, listen, I had to know it was Salvin who got bold and was like, well, yeah, I'm gonna take the whole Salvin leg. Salvin ate the whole I'm gonna fucking take a, thing. So Sterling would come back, and Sterling would be like, This is all you left me. Be like, no, man, I left, and I was like, and I would see it, and I'd be like, oh, that wasn't me. Yeah. Let me tell and you what. And then he would, like, and then he would like, he would, you know how he rolls his eyes slowly, like he yeah. does one eye at a time because it's so damn big, so it's like just one eye curl, and then the next so eye, <laughs> just one eye curl at a time, one eye close, and then yeah. open, and you know, you know the anger in that in that tone. Yeah. It's okay. I'll just make a pack of soup. I'm like, and I'm here like mumbling to myself, like, well, you should have ate it when everybody else was eating. Who told you to eat this? Are you guys this? seeing how, fu- let me tell you one more story. That's probably why you learned. <laughs> I remember one time me and him went to Chowak, right? This is what I, when me and Andrea moved out, we were on our, our apartment building on Kennedy. And me and him went to Chowak, we were there like, yo, reach back to my place and we'll beat some juice, you know, and eat some food. So we went to Chowak. So I had my container and Chowak always gives you four pieces of chicken and your container of fried rice. So I put mine on my table. I went, I think I went somewhere to go do something. I probably went in the room to roll a spliff or something like that. Came back out now. And then oh, they're like, all right, Scott's there eating his food or whatever. So I walk into the kitchen now and I open my container. And there's three pieces of chicken. So I'm there like, why do I only have three? So I'm like, yo, Scott, how many pieces of chicken did you get? He's here like, I got four. So they're like, well, this is fucked up. I only got three. And they're like, looking at Scott. There's like grease all over his mouth, me. And I'm like, Scott, did you eat? Did you eat my chicken? <laughs> and he's like, and he bold faced and said no. And I'm like, B, I can see the grease all over your face still from the chicken that you saw. He's like, yeah. I couldn't wait, man. <laughs> At least you know I told the truth at the end. Let me tell you one more story, and then we're going to sign off because we're going to tell real stories that are even worse for this podcast. Yo, let me show you how the family I have is. It was my 16th birthday. Now, we'll get into this another time, but in my house, alcohol was not a sinful thing. Alcohol was taught to me by my mother how to drink responsibly. Okay? So alcohol was not a demon. So on my 16th birthday, I got from my friend Marcel a bottle of mudslide. TGI's mudslide. Thank God it's Friday's mudslide, which was 20% alcohol, 80% fun. And Marcel bought me that and a six-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade for my 16th birthday. I do not hide anything from my mother. I smoke weed, I tell my mom. I drink, I tell my mom. I fuck, I tell my mom. I do not lie to my mother, and I feel like it makes our relationship better because as long whatever I tell her she knows he doesn't need to lie to me so anyways then you get licks yeah but we're good with it I don't I always beat you yeah but I don't anybody no you beat me for a lot of things but the point is the The last time that I got six I was like eight licks I was like 18 and I was like wait why am I getting licks (laughs) (laughs) you guys hearing how old we're getting we're getting it was legit a situation where it was like okay when's the last time you get licks when's she used the last to ask time that. you got licks when's the last and I'm like she just asked that. that my and mom would ask you that yeah. oh so, yeah she'd ask this. you when's the last time I bust your fucking and she would hold it she would hold it she goes when's the last time I bust your 
fucking ass. And then she got the special belt. The special, a cocaine broom. The special belt. And it was like a leather, thick-ass leather belt. And she was like, and we would, she would tell us to go get the belt. Yeah. And we would try to go get the skinny yeah, belt. And she's yeah, like, yeah, no, not that belt. Yep. Get the other one. And I'm like, I oh, miss, my God. And then I on miss. top of that, she would... <laughs> If she missed on her own accord, as we are standing steady waiting for this lash to hit us, she missed on her own accord. So the, the, the proposition was, if I miss, you get licks all over. I told you guys so, this story. So if I told this story in high school. I told this story in high school. So if you miss, you get licks all over. Yeah. If you if you flinch, you're going to get licks. So we learned to hold out our hand so steady and just say, I'm taking it. I'm taking uh-huh. it. We were, we, were, we were granted in to a fraternity before yeah. anybody else. Okay, so we got that fraternity licks before anybody. Oh so we're holding God. out our hand. Now she misses. And I'm like, but that's not fair. Yeah. You miss. I didn't even move my hand. Like, Put your glasses on. Put your glasses on. That's not fair. But mommy. No. No, no, no. Justin, we no. didn't flinch. We didn't flinch. Justin, no, do you know what she did to us after? Do you know what she did when she missed too many times? What? You ever have in your family where your parents go, yo, Bring your brother in the room. He's oh, going to no. beat you. Oh, no. My mom used to make my brother beat me <laughs> for her because she kept missing my hand. Listen, and you know how Are he you is. hearing how? Oh, you know how he is. He's like torture specialist. He used to yep. hold his tongue to the side of his mouth like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, put your hand out. Or what he would do is, so you know those mats that, um, so this is my worst memory of uh, 3181. And I know that when we moved to Pitfield, I was like four. Yeah. So this is damn near torture to, I was like three or two, like, he would turn that mat over, that plastic mat, you know, it has the spikes. Right. And he would, he made us all. So this is Sterling and I and Chanel, we would kneel on it. And have weights, oh. have those those weights in our hand, and yeah, he would make yeah, us yeah. kneel there while he's watching a basketball game. And he's like, "You gotta wait till the commercial before you can get up." And I'm like, or the next thing he would do is he'd pull one strand of hair and he'd pull it to the point of it being so you're like heads coming up, yeah. and he'd be like, "Walk," and he'd pull you and walk you across the turned upside down yeah, thing. Yes, I don't make any things up. You, you you're not hearing for real. I'm like, I don't make up my life stories. They're crazy. We used to. So the one time, remember when we had play in the dark tag and we used to climb the, the we used to climb the walls. He peed on the neighbor. He, he peed on us. So what he did is, it was his turn to be it, and he didn't want to be it. So we it was were night all, tag. We, we turned all the lights off, block all the windows out, and Salvin was it. And instead of chasing us, he just stood in the hallway, and as he heard footsteps, he just pee on you. Right. So he climbed the wall, and then he would just he just pee like he was. So you would climb the wall, and he's up, and we're all. Yeah. So the whole point is you're supposed to jump down and attack and get the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know when they say climb the wall for everybody listening? If you have two walls close together, if you put your feet on them and then kind of oh, Spider-Man your way up. Yeah, yeah. So my brother would Spider-Man his way up, take his hands off the wall, take his dick out, and then pee on us as we were running down the hall. Yeah, that was his version of I I don't want to be it. Yeah. But I'm not saying that he was a bad person. Like, you know, we didn't He's a motherfucking time. bad person. I mean, like, yo, we had moments he where R. Kelly you guys before R. Kelly was a R. Kelly be like, this motherfucker <laughs> spitting some shit. <laughs> Remember when we caught the pigeon? We had a, we caught the pigeon in our house. It was out it was outside you guys window. 
And it was just sitting there and it had like a broken Mommy wing. brought it in. And it was like white and brown. It was the prettiest pigeon ever, man. That used to wake so us up at five o'clock in the morning like, coo. I'm like, really? Crrr. I remember that Who, buddy? Buddy, yeah. Big head buddy. That Yeah, the balls used to drag on the floor. His head was big so he'll fall forward. He ran sideways. I never seen him run straight before in my life. He couldn't go in a straight line. Yo, he was listen. Good. He was such a he was a good lazy dog. I yeah, mean, he like was, he was. His head was big. The, his head was, listen, people, people, listen. That was, but what you never so. Oh God, not Chantel. No, listen, Finish so your story. Scott, so Scott ran Scott away. Was even worse. Scott. <laughs> Scott was that our other. Scott was, Scott was the dog that they used to have tied at the front on the tree. Tell them exactly but, what it was. It was a Russell, uh, Jack Russell or something. Yeah, like a that. Russell Terrier. It was that dog from Frasier. Yeah, that's what it was. And it was tied where on the tree at the front of the house, or on the post, or in on front the, of the post, house. and then it would run around the tree so much that there would be no grass there. Oh <laughs> he was. But up. yep, I'd have to go to Sterling's house. But I'd have to call him for about. So you gotta. <laughs> You gotta come outside because your little chippy dog here is trying to eat people. Oh, no, he would. <laughs> he would, he would eat bite. You. He would. Yeah, eat that's you. why I said he didn't yep. care. I remember. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. That's the end of it. We know she's even worse. <laughs> but just to wrap it up, but Scott. So Scott, now if he ran away. We'd send Buddy, and Buddy, you know, Buddy would run and catch and catch Scott, yep. and like come back holding his leash and like run, be like, "I got him! Yep. I did what you told me to do! I got him!" I'm like, "Okay, really? Like, yep. <laughs> what? That was the scenario." Buddy was something else. Yo, listen, <laughs> this is three times longer than any episode I've ever done, but you guys have laughed just as much as I have. This is the very first time a lot of you guys have been introduced to my fam. And I consider everybody at this table my family, including this moron called Justin. Uh, but anyways, this is why I tell you guys I'm not the funniest in my family. And I'm not the funniest in my circle of friends. I'm just the only one that took the stage and took the mic. So thank you guys for listening to the Comedy Reject Podcast. We have a bottle of tequila to finish. Yo, see you guys next week.